The Laws of Forbidden Foods, Chapter 9. Most of this section will be discussing Basr Bechalaf, that is the prohibition of mixing milk and meat. First halacha, it is completely forbidden to cook milk and meat together, to eat such a mixture, or to benefit from such a mixture. If anyone cooks a kazais of the two substances together, that is, altogether a kazais, he is liable for lashes. And the same is true for someone who ate such a mixture. Second halacha. The Torah itself only mentions cooking them together, but the idea is that if it's prohibited to cook together, then all the more so it's prohibited to eat together. Third halacha. The Torah prohibition only applies to kosher meat and kosher milk. And if either of the two things, the meat or the milk, is not kosher, meaning that it does not come from a kosher animal, then any such mixture is not forbidden for benefit, not forbidden to cook, and only forbidden to eat because of the forbidden substance. Fourth halacha. The rabbis forbid eating kosher milk with the meat of any animal, including birds, but that prohibition is only rabbinic in nature. Therefore, a mixture of milk and chicken, for example, would not be asr that is, it is permitted to benefit from it. Fifth halacha. Fish and kosher locusts are permitted to eat with milk. And if a person finds eggs within a chicken after he slaughters it, they are permitted with milk as well. Sixth halacha. One does not get lashes for the following. Milk and meat that are smoked together, that are cooked on very low heat, literally in the hot springs of Tiberia. Meat cooked with whey. Meat cooked with milk from a dead animal. Meat cooked with milk from a male. Lots of discussions about what that means, by the way. Blood cooked with milk. But nevela or chalev from a kosher animal mixed with milk. Cooking those together does violate the prohibition. Seventh halacha. A person would be liable for cooking a fetus in milk or for eating it. But parts of the animal that are considered to be waste, like the placenta, the bones, and the like, would not render one liable for lashes. Eighth halacha. If milk falls into a mixture of meat while it's cooking, or the other way around, a non-Jew should be asked to taste the mixture. And in the case of uh, milk which is cooking, if a little bit of meat fell in it, if he can taste the meat, then it is forbidden. The whole thing is forbidden. If he cannot taste the meat, then the mixture is permitted. Permitted, but the meat must be removed and thrown out. But this is only if the meat was removed before it could discharge the milk that was absorbed. Ninth halacha. If there's a piece of meat that's in a pot that's cooking, like a stew, and the milk falls on the piece of meat. If the meat does not have the taste of milk, everything's permitted. But if it does have the taste of milk, now the whole piece of meat is forbidden. And that whole piece of meat is in a stew. So we would have to measure the stew against the piece of meat, not against the milk that's on the meat. If the piece is 1 60th the measurement of the stew or less, then everything's permitted, other than that piece which is forbidden. Tenth halacha. This is only the case if the pot was not stirred after the milk fell in, or if it wasn't covered. But if the pot was stirred immediately after the milk fell in, then we would measure the milk against the entire pot, not the piece. Eleventh halacha. A pot in which meat has been cooked should not be used to cook milk, and vice versa. The twelfth through fourteenth halachas discuss the prohibition of eating an udder, which is rabbinic in nature. Fifteenth halacha. If there is milk inside of the stomach of a calf that was slaughtered, and that stomach was cooked with the milk inside, it's permitted. The rationale being that the milk is now a waste product as opposed to being milk as a result of the digestive process. Sixteenth halacha. One is not permitted to place milk inside of the stomach of an animal that was slaughtered in order to turn it into cheese. In this way, the stomach would serve as a catalyst for the cheese. And if that was done and the cheese has the taste of meat, then it would certainly be prohibited. Seventeenth halacha. Meat alone is allowed and milk alone is allowed, obviously. The problem is when they become mixed through cooking. So if one cooked them both together, or cooked them alone and then mixed them, or if cold milk was poured into hot stew, this would all be a problem. But if hot milk fell onto a cold piece of meat, one would remove the surface of the meat which touched the milk. And if cold meat fell into cold milk, you would just have to wash the meat thoroughly. And there's certainly no prohibition of carrying them both together. One should just make sure they don't touch. And even if they touch, they should just be washed. 18th halacha. Anything that is salted to the point where it cannot be eaten is considered to be hot. So we would treat it like we would treat hot things in the previous halacha. 19th halacha. Any bird meat that's been slaughtered falls into milk. If it's raw, it only needs to be washed. If it was roasted, one should remove the surface. This is called klipa. But if it's cracked or spiced, then it's forbidden. 20th halacha. It's forbidden to serve meat, including bird meat, together on the same table with milk because of a concern that this could lead to mistakes. 21st halacha. However, if two people do not know one another, one may eat milk and the other may eat chicken on the same table. 22nd halacha. 
one may not knead milk into dough, and any bread that has milk in it is totally forbidden. The same thing is true about meat, by the way, unless one significantly altered the appearance of the bread so that it's obvious that it has milk or meat in it. 23rd halacha. If bread is baked in the same oven with meat, the bread cannot be eaten with milk. But if meat was eaten in a dish, and then the clean dish was used to cook fish, it would be permitted to eat that fish with milk. 24th halacha. If a knife was used to cut roasted meat, then the knife is used to cut sharp things like a radish. The radish may not be eaten with anything with milk. But if the knife was used to cut something like watermelon or zucchini, all one would have to do is wipe off the part that the knife touched, if they wanted to eat it with milk. 25th halacha. A jar of salt should not be placed near a jar of kutach. Kutach is an old dish that contains milk, and the reasoning is that the salt will draw out the flavor of the milk, and then the salt shouldn't be used with meat. 26 halacha. It's permitted for someone to eat meat immediately after eating milk, so long as he washes his mouth out, and that can be done by eating bread. 27th halacha. And even that stringency is not necessary. If one is going to eat poultry after eating milk, you can just eat it immediately. 28th halacha. Not so if one eats meat first. One who eats meat must wait six hours before eating milk. Obviously, a lot of this was left out in the under five minutes version, so for any practical questions, please consult your favorite local Orthodox rabbi.